0: listening to the PopZara Podcast. PopZara presents the State of Gaming Podcast. That's
1: right. Welcome back, Ninja fans. This is the State of Gaming Podcast from PopZara.com. We're talking about video games. We're talking about news and stuff. We're even talking about cats in the background because everybody on this podcast has cats in the background who want to be on the show, and they're not going to be on the show because they're not the focus of the show. This is Nathan Evans, managing editor of PopZara.com, back once again to talk about all that stuff I just talked about. And for that, we need the Mr. Cory, Mr. Co-host himself, Corey Gallagher. Corey, welcome back.
0: Uh, sorry. How does my name go again? Gallagher. You said Gallagher, but oh it. It's this. Fine.
1: Look, we have cats.
0: We do. We what have. What do you cats. want? You want
1: more than the cats? You want more than the cats? So.
0: <laughs> so look, look. The point is, like, the cat's got nine lives. <laughs> she can afford to lose a loose couple. She keeps, She keeps me out. Like, all right.
1: <laughs> can we just be clear about this? We all have cats, and they've all been in the backgrounds at one time or another. Yes. They, they add to the flavor. They're the like cat tree, flavor. The cat flavor. Uh, yeah, what, what country are we in? So anyway, we are talking about Games of the Month, because this is the State of Gaming podcast, for June 2022. We're actually on time this month, because the stars aligned. And that's pretty good, because we have a lot to talk about. Now, Corey, I think, I think we should just get this out of the way. The protocol usually is, we talk a little bit about what's going on, the biggest games of the month. We talk a little bit about numbers with NPD, then we kind of... Roll it up and talk about everything else. But I think let's do something a little backwards just to start off before we get into it. Uh, June is when you and I and everybody else usually talks about a old custom, an old show called E3. Remember E3 from the old uh, days? Those were the days. The old days. They keep promising it's coming back, but at this point it's sort of a cult. It didn't happen this year again. The world went on and a lot of shows recovered via streaming shows. Uh, you probably, If you're into video games, which if you're listening to this, you probably are, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but not in depth. So if you're expecting to hear breaking news about Microsoft or Sonic Frontiers or Street Fighter Six, this ain't it. We're just going to put that button on it right now. You are not going to find breaking news about any of those cool things that you can find elsewhere, but you will find everything else. So stay tuned and you might find something you like. But that being said, so where are we at?
0: All right, so as you mentioned, uh, we are looking at no E3 this year, which is unfortunate, Mm. uh, but possibly E3 next year, which is fortunate. Um, I'm just glad to not have to hear all these takes from everybody on Reddit and whatever about how E3 is over and it it didn't matter anymore anyway. Like, eh, eh. Like, if anything killed E3, it probably was Reddit, and it's killing me too, deeply, inside.
1: Well, let's just say this, though. We both like E3 as a concept sure. we both like you were actually preparing to go there you were doing your rocky training montage that so you were cracking eggs every morning you were out there running you had a, children chasing after you but didn't happen because they preemptively shut it down which i think now in hindsight was a dumb move because i think it could have went on pretty without any any problem the world's kind of returned to normal a lot even in california but they promise it's going to be back next year we'll we'll keep a peg on until see what happens we promise yeah, sounds- we'll do our best
0: Sounds good to me. Um, Other interesting things that have been happening lately, since we're kind of going in the reverse order as you were saying, uh, Microsoft and Bethesda put on a big game showcase, and we could go on and on about the different stuff that's been showed off on there, but I think we might as well just poke on the the biggest thing, which if you ask me, that would definitely be the reveal that Persona 3, 4, and 5 are going to be on Xbox. Yeah, thank you,
1: Atlas. Um, there was a lot of...
0: Uh, no, actually, it's not that. that. That's cool, but it's not that. No, I know. Um,
1: I know can I just say something, though? I heard a lot of PS fans upset that the Microsoft was getting some of the Persona games before the PlayStation. Is that true?
0: Um, As far as I know, yeah. I mean, um, so I think the interesting point there is the fact that Persona 3 Portable is going to be showing up on Xbox before it shows up on PlayStation, and that's kind of a weird thing to say because it's, you know, Persona 3 Portable, and it's, it came from the PSP. But, you know, again, you know how I feel about complaining about which plastic box you own. It's, they're, they're the same. It's the same thing. It really should all just be coming out in the sandbox anyway. Yep. Yeah. But you know what it is. You know how it goes. Other cool stuff that was announced. Uh, we have got the opening to Stalker 2. That's exciting. Very Ooh. pertinent for the today's age. Uh, it takes place in Ukraine near the Chernobyl uh, borderline. But Are I the, think the you biggest...
1: Think, you think they're going to have a Zelensky, like, DLC
0: pack? I have no idea. I try not to think about that stuff when I have to. <gasps> Valheim coming to Game Pass. Valheim, if you recall, you probably don't. Nobody does. Valheim was the game that we all played oh, for like a month. It's, back, it's uh... still there,
1: man. It's still it's still there. It's um, it's sort of a. I don't know. Did they announce it at the Microsoft thing about? Was that the other one about Overwatch Two becoming free to play? That's the thing now. Free to play.
0: Free-to-play. How yep, about that? Uh, but I would say the actual biggest thing I know, all joking aside, would be the big reveal of gameplay from uh, Star... What the hell is it called? Star Wars. No, not Star Wars. Star Fox. Um No, not Star Starcraft. Fox. Starcraft. Uh A no, Star is no. Born. No, Space Elder Scrolls. <laughs> the name of the game.
1: Oh, you silly Gus, you're talking about Starfield.
0: That's the one. Starfield, thank you. Uh, Starfield which is the new space-based uh, action RPG from Bethesda, Creators of the Elder Scrolls. Uh, you know, I, The name is just so generic, it completely slipped my mind. I'm not just even joking. Just say Skyrim. Yeah, that's... okay, Space Skyrim. The big yeah. reveal of gameplay from Space Skyrim. You know, it looks a lot like uh, No Man's Sky.
1: Oh, you're the first person to ever make that comparison.
0: Yeah, isn't it weird? I'm, yeah. I'm on top of my game today. Um, but in all seriousness, what we saw looks pretty good. Uh, you definitely have t- you had a uh, Bethesda head Todd Howard up there talking about. Uh, oh, there's a thousand planets you can go to them all, and there's going to be stuff on all of them. Like, nah, no, 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 yeah, there's don't, not.
1: Don't 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 overpromise.
0: Yeah, but, please stop lying. That's been a problem with the genre in general.
1: By the way, can we just say, say this? Uh, this jo- this particular genre is, I think you hit the I think you hit it straight on. Um, it's the most overhyped genre in all of gaming. Can we just say that? Like, on every level, on every level you think of, including, uh, I think, your Kickstarter, darling, too. Is it Star Control? It's, like, this is the genre, if you want to over-promise and under-deliver, space.
0: Space.
1: The, fi- the final, the final frontier. frontier. Yeah.
0: Yep. But along with that, we definitely have some announcements from the Summer Game Fest as well. Woo! Yep, let want to make sure I don't forget anything. Uh, there are definitely a few big ones that, you know, now I think about it, I'm looking at this list and the list we're going to talk about, yeah. and a whole lot of them kind of just they line up. They do. So instead of going into that, we will go into the actual list of games. Oh, by the way, Hideo Kojima liked Top Gun Maverick. Great.
1: Did you see that, by the way? I saw that. That really surprised me. Um, he, was, he was kind of joking about how his games are mostly movies anyway, but... There has been a lot of directors and video game people that have been praising Top Gun Maverick, which is it, so fascinating to me. We can get into it later, but I just – I wanted to point this out because – he
0: says, he says here, I'll watch it three more times.
1: He's, he's abusing the exclamation points. But it's, it's, it's a lot of people. It's like I said to you before the show. Top Gun Maverick I think isn't just the movie of the summer. I think it's the movie of the year, regardless, mm. regardless if, uh, if one of the Marvel movies comes out and makes more money, right? It's just – it's so strange to me. It's so it's so bizarre. It's yep. almost like if you make a good movie, you keep the politics out of it, and you make people feel good about themselves, you'll make all the money. I
0: don't know. It's crazy. Speaking of, speaking of making a bunch of money, though, and making people feel good about themselves, mm-hmm. this gives us a great segue to our actual list of games. In mm-hmm. fact, the first one on there. Mm-hmm. The first game on this list is all about making a lot of money, but it is not about oh, making people feel good about themselves. Can
1: we just say this? All the good stuff people have been saying about Top Gun Maverick, uh, reverse it and make it into a game, and you'll get this game.
0: Uh, yeah, this game <laughs> is called Diablo Immortal. Now, if you recall, uh, Diablo Immortal was announced at a BlizzCon way back when, and I think the the line we all remember is uh, the guy who announced it is like, oh, don't you guys have phones? Well, we do have phones. We have phones. We have iPads, and now we can play Diablo Immortal as much as we want. Except, you know, I've played some, and I don't like it. It's not great. Yeah, I think it's the
1: lowest-rated game on Metacritic. But I think a lot of that might be the result of like review bombing.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm about to say if we cared about user scores on Metacritic, we'd be in deep trouble. It's true.
1: It's it hasn't gone well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Diablo Immortal is a great example of this whole microtransaction panic that we had a few years ago. You can spend a lot of money on this game, and there's no guarantee you'll get anything good out of it. And even if you do, in my brain, I'm like, why don't you just play Diablo 3, which has been available for a long time. The expansion's very cheap. There, are I don't think there are microtransactions, they may have changed that. Point being there's plenty of content. Um yeah, I just you know, having played some of it myself, it feels pretty good to play it on the phone. Um, there's a PC version that I've not tried, but I'm told that's pretty good too. And uh, they have cross-play, crossplay; so you can go back and forth if you feel like doing that. But in my brain, I mean, there's no new classes. The gameplay is pretty similar to Diablo Three anyway, so I, I just don't really see the value in it, especially not with all the uh, the exciting business decisions that were made. Well,
1: exciting business decisions. That's uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 one way to put it. I'll say this: as someone who does not play the Diablo franchise but who hears about it, I know they announced Diablo Four, correct? Yes. So my but that question was well is, ago. Uh, I mean, they showed it off. They showed it off. Right. Right. So my question to you is that you—you—you're coming in off this turgid, really un—let's just say unloved introduction to Diablo Immortal, and, and then mm-hmm. you—and then you—you you show off Diablo Four, and you basically have to promise it won't go like that.
0: So, yeah, and in fact, that actually came up when they were showing off Diablo 4. They were saying, hey, there's going to be cosmetics, but not the kind of microtransactions actions in Diablo Immortal. I'm like, okay, so obviously you knew people wouldn't like it, so yeah. why'd you do it anyway?
1: Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's like, you remember when Blizzard was considered like... The triple A developer of PC, like almost like the Nintendo of PC developers. Man, there
0: was there was that period right after Overwatch came out when yeah. everybody was high on life and Blizzard was the best company ever and yada yada yada. Yeah. And uh, then all that uh, all the sexual abuse uh, assault complaints went down over there and that was a problem for a while. Then then they got bought out and that was a problem for a while. And uh, Some... then Diablo World comes out and it's not great.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's, you could draw a straight line from that. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> That's 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 the arrow going down on the graph, right there. Yeah,
0: just yeah. And uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not the kind of person who cares at all about the inner workings of the no. industry. I, I might in my mind, like if they're not paying me, it's not my problem. But um, yeah. Speaking of not getting paid, I'm not paying them anything for Double Immortal. It's not very good. However, however, a game that I might pay somebody for because it does look good. Uh oh. And yeah, it, it does look good. There's a new Street Fighter game. It's the 6th one, and so they called it Street Fighter 6. You familiar?
1: I think we should tell the audience a little story about the first time you and I ever played Street Fighter together online. Oh, the
0: first time that you lost to me, right, right, right.
1: Well, let's just say this. Let's just say this. in my defense, history has proven me right. When Street Fighter 5 launched, it was a mess. It was un- That's true. it was unplayable. It was
0: just absolute Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say unplayable, but it definitely launched without a whole bunch of uh of features that you'd come to expect. For instance, uh, Street Fighter V, in case anybody forgot, did not have an arcade mode when it launched. Well,
1: not only that though, there were some issues with PlayStation uh versions which we played regarding the online uh, netcode and the way uh,
0: that's that's what happened. You know huh? what I'm
1: talking about. Like, do you remember when PlayStation 4, this is a long time ago, that uh PlayStation 4 wasn't Capable of doing certain types of streaming because it was 2.4 gigahertz instead of five. You remember hey, this?
0: Speaking of speaking of streaming, we'll talk about that in a little bit Woo. too. Not you mentioning. Um,
1: you did mention. Uh, you did mention. Um, oh, what was it? No Man's Sky uh, in relation to Star
0: Starfield. That's yeah, yeah, Star. Yeah, that's, Star. Yeah, that's Star.
1: But but that was a game like Street Fighter Five that over the years. They, they gave it some tender love and care, and they fixed it for the most part. They did fix the experience. It did live up to the expectations. Yeah, but it yeah took a but long.
0: Like the version it, of Street Fighter Five you can purchase and play now is, an, is night and day. It's a it's this really solid game. Um, but I'm looking at Street Fighter VI based yeah. on what we've seen of it, and I don't think they're going to have to fix it up this way because yeah, um, exactly. It's obvious they put a whole lot of work into this one. It has a it has a whole new open world exploration thing going on. If you can yeah. believe it, in a Street Fighter game.
1: Yeah, I I will Jerry's out on that, but I'll say this: the biggest innovation to me, I love the return of the inky supers and ultras. But I'll say this: what the hell is going on with Chun Li? Like that's where. That? So much attention has been paid to Chun-Li. Now, Chun-Li is one of my favorite characters, just in general, just in video games. Like, forget all the the fandom, right? But my goodness, man, she is built like a truck. Have you seen her character model in this?
0: I mean, she spends her time beating people up. Totally reasonable
1: people up she looks like the Terminator like a rubble cop it's, it's I would
0: say you know if, if I spent all my time punching <laughs> dudes or kicking dudes I think I'd look like that too I don't I spend all my time talking <laughs> about video games in particular I talk about how Street Fighter 6 is uh, open world thing looks like what you would get if they decided yeah, to make a new final fight game
1: they are promising everything under the Sun every feature every crossplay everything everything you can imagine it's like they they just made a list of all the the gripes that people have and they're just Checking every box with us. And that's,
0: I I feel like in the modern world, that's really how you should be handling game development. It's not, uh, you know, I'm not a game developer. I don't think I ever want to be. For one, I shower way too often. But if I were, I feel like that'd be the way I'd handle making games. You know, I'd, here are things people didn't like about my last game. Hmm, got a checklist. Hmm, don't launch with an arcade mode. Check. (laughs) Just stuff like that.
1: Launch with backgrounds. (laughs) But. I'll say this: uh, the one thing I'm I'm not sold on is the whole commentator thing. A lot of people are talking how they're going to use real-world commentators to sort of articulate and replace our classic, you know, our really let's just say hyperventilated commentator guy. Sure. You know, but what do you think about this? Are you?
0: A um, fan? I think I I think I might prefer it to what they did in Street Fighter Three, where instead of the hyperventilating com- commentator, it's just a guy who mumbled a bunch.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that's when Street Fighter took itself a little too seriously you need to you need to introduce some of that insanity to it which is why right, in absolutely. my in my opinion alpha 3 alpha 3 is still the best version of street fighter for me you know i hear me.
0: that a lot i hear that and I also hear just I hear a third strike from a lot of people. Nobody ever says five for some reason. Huh.
1: No, I'll say I'll say this though. I am a big fan of four, and I think four, when it became Champion Edition or whatever it became Ultra Super Edition, four is a respectable Street Fighter. It's oh yeah,
0: absolutely no yeah. question about that. You can still see its influence today. I mean, if you look, you mentioned like the ink, uh, the ink yeah. style on their attacks. That's a direct reference to Street Fighter Four.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Do you remember when that game came out on the 3DS of all things? And
0: I do. That was, like, good. the first 3DS game I ever played.
1: Yeah, and, like, there was never another attempt to make an ambitious fighting game on the console like that. It was just Street Fighter. That was it. But yeah. anyway, but no, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic it's going to be on pretty much everything that can handle it. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe Street Fighter can, can live again because I, I think right now the most popular fighting game is still Mortal Kombat,
0: which is crazy. Um, so it's hard to say. I think uh, Grand yeah. Blue Fantasy. Yeah, it's interesting. There are a lot of different fighting game options, and they all have communities. So if you want to play okay. Grand Blue Fantasy, that's an option. You want to play Guilty Gear? Yep, you can do that. Mortal Kombat? Yep. I think people still play Street Fighter Five to some extent. So yep. go nuts. Hey, speaking of games about fighting, though, um, I mean, what is sports? What what are sports but a big fight? And that's where Mario Strikers Battle League <laughs> comes in. Now, this one was a surprise to me. I, I can't say I've been following this one, but you you were kind enough to toss over a review code, so I I will be learning about this soon.
1: Well, it's it's one of those cases where Mario, you know, the Mario offshoots of the of sports games are basically Mario sports games. It's like saying. You know, Mario Kart is their racing game. It's like saying Mario Golf. Like, there, it's just not reality. It's Mario reality, which is always, which is always kind of fun. I don't Mario-ality think there's ever been a bad Wednesday. one. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a bad Mario sports title.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, the ones that I've played are absolutely right. Even that Mario Golf that came out a little while ago, I thought it was just fine.
1: What was the last Mario Strikers? Was it on the? Was it on Wii U or was it on?
0: Wii I think the last Mario Strikers might have been on the Wii U.
1: Was it? Yeah, I remember. Like I said, I I wish I had more experience with the franchise. I don't. People like these games. Though. Like Mario Strikers is getting a lot of a lot of really good press. I don't know. Have you played it yet?
0: I have not played it yet, but as soon as I do, Woo! I will write up a delightful review on our website, popzara.com, and you can read it there.
1: <laughs> what a nice little in touch advertising
0: yeah you know i'm just kind of kind of working things in speaking of working things in let's work our way into the next game on this list that i'd know a bit more about so i can say more about it uh fire emblem warriors three hopes now you did not play fire emblem three houses did you
1: i have not joined the fire emblem renaissance which is
0: that's unfortunate because three houses is probably one of the best games on the switch not even joking um you play as a teacher at a monastery school, and you are training uh, your choice of one of three different houses of kids to become mercenaries and help fight and save the world and so on and so forth. Uh, so you can level them up, you go on sorties with them to fight evil dudes and monsters and so on. It's great. It's wonderful. Like You really come to like the characters, and that's great. Uh, but if you did like those characters, that's good, because now we have Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is uh, a warrior-style you know, kill-a-whole-bunch-of-dudes kind of game with those characters in it.
1: Interesting. So what was the, wasn't was there another Fire Emblem uh, Warriors-style game?
0: There. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That was just called Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, okay. And that came out, damn, some time ago. Uh, but I think everybody was really hoping for an update of that featuring these new characters since, you know, Three Houses did really well. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Um, one of the issues that I had with the original Fire Emblem Warriors and having played uh, a substantial amount of the demo of, of Three Hopes uh, it's going to be a problem here too. Uh, the switch is an old, old system, yeah. and uh, the switch is, is you know let's just be real about this. The switch is not capable of playing modern games at all, um, well, even uh, its own modern games. It,
1: it depends. Like I said, it it it. What's so frustrating about the switch, and I think you would agree, you you played Kirby, right? Yeah. You played Metroid. You play the games that are designed specifically for the hardware tailored. Clearly, the Fire Emblem series is is designed for better hardware and.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting too because again, it's not. You know me; I'll come on here all day and talk about how I like playing things on PC. You know, soup mm-hmm. that thing up, get a whole lot of horsepower going. But with something like Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, where the frame rate is so bad that it is affecting the gameplay, yeah, uh, that's a problem at that point. That's I think we need to discuss. You know, why is there not like a Switch Pro or a Switch Two or a Switchy Switch or a Super Switch? I would call it a Super Switch.
1: I'll, I I could tell you exactly why in one sentence. These they announced what was it? the Switch has sold 100 and what 15 million consoles.
0: So it hasn't stopped selling and people keep buying it.
1: Here's the problem: there's no 3DS, there's no alternative, there's no separate Nintendo console. So right. if Nintendo makes a new, if they make a Switch Pro, for example, like that's just basically an iter of like a PS4 Pro, they don't make any more money. Because the person who buys that is going to be the same person who currently has a Switch. So they might have two Switches, but they're going to buy one piece of software. There's no incentive for Nintendo to, to double down. The only right. thing they could do is make a new console that separates the, the generation. But again, that, that, restarts the, that restarts the user base. They're, they're exactly. kind of in a bind. They're in a bind. Usually they get away with this by having a portable console to, to you know, band-aid the two generations. They don't have it. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I guess we will. Uh, other things we'll see about uh, whether or not anybody likes Sonic Origins.
1: Okay, I got a question for you. Two questions. Um, sure. The debut of Sonic Origins reminded me exactly of Halo Infinite. Uh, for two Where... reasons. For two reasons. It looks exactly like Halo Infinite. Like from a. It does like look a, very similar. Yeah, which is basically just say it. People say Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to disagree. But right. and it's divisive. So what's going on?
0: Sonic Origins is in an interesting position. I want to go back.
1: I got my Sonics crossed. I was talking about Sonic Frontiers.
0: I mean, same difference.
1: I'm getting my Sonics crossed because it's, let's be honest, Sonic's a popular character right now. Can we just say that? Did you see the Chippendales movies? They have ugly Sonic in it.
0: I I did not see either of the Sonics. I didn't see Chippendale. Um, You want to talk (laughs) about the open world game.
1: Yeah, but I mean we can segue too because Origins has been controversial for very different okay, reasons. So we
0: can – so we'll talk about Origins yeah. very quickly. Okay. It's, 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 as far as there's a controversy, I mean I don't want to it's the usual crap from like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. no, pre-order bonuses. Oh, no, uh, content you know being uh, – uh. You know, sorry if that's not cynical here, but man, you know, this is the modern world. We have to get outraged about dumber stuff, like microtransactions. <laughs>
1: well, isn't this is the one that has like 40 versions of the game available? Yeah.
0: So I, I think there's like four or five different versions, and unless you buy the Super Ultra Mega Deluxe Giga Alpha Plus One Edition, <laughs> uh, I think you missed out on some like background music options or something. It, it, well, it didn't look a big deal.
1: It's Sonic. I mean, the fan. let's just be honest. The fandom is both um, energized and a little crazy.
0: The the other thing that gets me to Sonic Origins is like you're going to get super duper upset about, um, you know, the, uh, getting the fancy version of this game or missing out on content. And I'm going to I'm going to point out that uh, I got this thing called a Raspberry Pi and it plays all the old Sonic games.
1: They have. I was at Micro Center the other day. You know, Micro Center has a lot of those. Let's just call them fake me out retro arcade things. Yeah. Because you, know, you can't find the Nintendos or the Genesis ones anywhere, so you have to buy. Let's just say you have to go down the line a little bit. Right. Um, Sonic's on everything. Like it is not hard to find Sonic. You can get Sonic yeah, they're, right they're... now on anything.
0: Like, there, there's no reason to be super upset about Sonic Origins, I don't think. But then again, I'm yeah. not a Sonic fan. I, I, I'm I, a person who likes Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't think I'd call myself a Sonic fan, because again, I am way too hygienic. Uh, <laughs> but what you wanted to talk about initially was Sonic Frontier, yeah, I think, I, which I, is the open world game.
1: I apologize. Um, I, I, I knew exactly I, what you talking about. I also just said
0: Sonic Origins looks like Halo Infinite, which said something great about uh, Sonic, or something bad about Halo Infinite, if it looks like Sonic 3.
1: Well, I mean, We don't really have a lot to talk about Frontiers, I mean, respectfully, because it it's not out, and it's been it's been hidden quite a bit.
0: So, um, so with Frontier, the interesting point to me, the point that I wanted to talk about is that it reminds me deeply of the reception that a game that I liked quite a bit called Mass Effect Andromeda got back in the day. Which um, that is where the first outlet to put out a preview like a playable preview Mm -hmm. said that they didn't like Mass Effect Andromeda and that kind of set the tone for all the discourse following the game going forward it was decided you couldn't really make up your own mind about that game and that's the same thing I think we're seeing with Sonic Frontiers um yeah agreed exactly what you said thank you relax cat uh yeah so they're back (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're back. Uh, so I think it was Games Radar it might have been who put up the first article about Sonic Frontiers, and naturally oh, no. they said, "Is oh, it's going to be the worst Sonic game ever." Can we, just, so, say so Can we just say something? Can just
1: say something? don't. I, let's just say this: Games Radar, don't go there. I'm not a fan. Um,
0: I I generally am of the opinion they're that the British, only place you should the British? only place you should go for gaming news and reviews is PopSara.com.
1: No, but there they, there's the bent on on websites like that are usually so negative. It's like you haven't played the game. You may have seen it. You may have watched a video. Right. You may have done a lot of things. But how many games, including you, including you, Corey, that games look like ass. They the frame rate's terrible, like we just talked about. But yet, if the game is fun, you're willing to overlook some of those. Some of those Hey, problems. That's,
0: that's entirely true. Um, I will say the same thing about this that I've said over and over again over the course of the years that we've done this podcast, and that is that we live in a world where you can go and look at gameplay footage as much as you want from any part of a game you want, any game you want, as long as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person who really needs to make up your mind about what you want to play is you.
1: Yeah. It's well. The problem is, when you get old websites like Games Radar or you know legacy media. Let's just call it because we are experiencing a transition away from the gatekeepers. I think you'd agree. We we even say it on this website that you know what we do is largely being supplanted and replaced by streamers.
0: Where you, you know, really, really, we're going from one case to the other. I think. Um- you talk about getting rid of the gatekeepers. What is an influencer or a streamer but another kind of gatekeeper?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, I don't mean it like that in in regards to um, like you should value their opinion. But for example, for example, um, now we can see exactly how much time the the critic put into the game when they play. Like game right. streaming has revealed that a lot of these a lot of these so called experts are nothing of this are nothing of the sort. In fact, how many times have we seen uh, the so-called experts not even play the game they're reviewing? They get caught. Yeah, that's
0: definitely get... that has definitely come up multiple times.
1: Or what about Sonic, for example? What about when uh, the the critics were bashing Sonic because they were playing bootlegs of a Switch game? You know, yeah. it's like like those are your experts. And and forgive me for saying this, but I don't watch Twitch. I don't really care about it. But at least just seeing someone play it, like that's a lot more valid than, than just reading some text from someone who may or may not have played it for more than ten seconds. So I mean, right. it's something. It's it's a it's an asset. Like and you know, and if we're talking about Cuphead, well, get past the tutorial before you start bitching. So Oof,
0: brutal. Hey, speaking Woo. of games that where you die a lot. Yeah. Uh, the next one on our list is the Quarry. Are you familiar with this one at all?
1: Uh, tacitly, because I know you're a big fan of this genre. Uh, yeah,
0: I do. I do like these games a lot. So the Quarry. It's not a sequel. In fact, I don't think they're related at all. But it's very, very similar to a game that Supermassive put out. Uh, it's the same company, by the way. Game they put out called Until Dawn.
1: Mm-hmm. You, which, um, you were, you, which you were a fan.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I was. I really liked Until Dawn. Um, I'm also a big fan of more recent takes on the genre, I guess you could call it. Like um, uh, the Man of Medan is one of those. Um, Where's this? Called? The Dark Pictures Anthology. That's what it's called. Man, my mm-hmm. brain is not working today. Um, and it's basically these kind of movie style games where you movie-style games have a lot in common with like uh, choose-your-own-adventure books where the, the choices that you make and the actions that you take will determine if characters live or die and that in turn shapes the rest of the game unlike in your average game if somebody were to die in the quarry the game just keeps going like we just accept that it happened and you keep going and the story will change based on the fact that they aren't there anymore
1: I'll just say this though I know it's uh, the Wikipedia says it's the spiritual successor to Until Dawn but man this game is crushing so hard on the um, <laughs> on the Stranger Things aesthetic yeah yeah i mean <laughs> so.
0: obviously this was released at an opportune moment given stranger things and all you like you like running through that hill is that a good song for you
1: uh you know what's funny there was a joke online running like, up no, that hill right? yeah yeah with k bush um yeah, yeah. i knew as soon as i saw that that song jumping up the charts i'm like oh well don't tell me they got a stranger Things, but it's they like sure did like Top Gun's the biggest movie. Kate Bush is on the charts again. The '80s are back, baby. And so, well,
0: we're in the late '70s right now, given inflation, but we're getting to the '80s. Yeah, but um,
1: but '80s is aspirational. That's the thing. Mm, we felt good. We, we were all on Coke, and we had Nintendo, and we had New Coke, which was terrible. But see, the '80s were—you could have all that stuff. It, it contained multitudes.
0: You know, Coke has been releasing these weird flavors lately. I actually bought a whole bunch of cases of them because I wanted to keep some. Uh, Coke Starlight. you ever had any?
1: No, but when I hear Starlight now, I think of the boys. So I I,
0: I don't even know what decade I'm in. So. Yikes. So Coke Starlight. Tastes like marshmallow. Try it sometime. Oh, fun. Uh, speaking of things that are good that you should try, I mean, I haven't tried it yet. It's not out yet, but it looks good. A DNF Duel. Yes, yeah, so uh, D. Dan- what's that?
1: No, I was going to say, so I know very little about this.
0: Right, so DNF Duel um, is a fighting game. We we're just talking mm-hmm. about those. We're adding yet another one to the pile. Uh, looks a lot like Guilty Gear and Granblue Fantasy, and it's based on this Korean online RPG called Dungeon and Fighter, which is basically what would happen if we combined like Final Fight or Streets of Rage with World of Warcraft. That's actually a thing that exists. You can mm-hmm. play that right now.
1: You, when you, as soon as you mentioned Korean, I realized there's probably a fan base that dwarfs anything that I've ever loved.
0: In Korea oh, right yeah. Now. No, everybody. So this game is interesting because there used to be – back in the day, I want to say in like 2011, um, there was an American version, and it went on for a while. I think it was run by uh, – I can't remember. The people who did City of Heroes probably. Uh, it ran for a while, didn't make the kind of money they liked, so they shut it down. I want to say three, four years ago, a different company purchased the rights, brought the game back, and now it's one of the biggest games you can play on Steam.
1: You just – sometimes – I mean we talked about this before too. It's like sometimes you have these great ideas, these great releases, and they're man- – like you and I were talking about this right before we started recording about the new Yu Suzuki game. What was that called again? Um, uh, Air Air Twister. Air Twister. It's You probably won't play it. It's on Apple Arcade um even though you probably have a device that will play it because there's no advertising for it like right. they they take these what was the other one fantasian like you,
0: fantasian, you have, right. yeah you
1: have these really good games that are available literally you probably have an iPhone or an iPad or something you can play these games but apple won't tell you they're there what a waste
0: yeah, it's it def- it's definitely rough, especially given you know, the st- the stereotype for mobile games is that they're all terrible. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of bad ones. But having played a fair amount of Fantasian it's not not bad at all. There are some good stuff in Apple Arcade if you can get over the fact that you're playing on a phone. DNF duel though. Uh, DNF Duel is interesting from another perspective, too, because not only did this game get taken down and was revived later, they are now localizing the fighting game based on it. That's just, it boggles the mind.
1: All you gotta do is say Arc System Works, and all you people that love BlazBlue, or or what's the other one? BlazBlue? Oh, you got it. BlazBlue. what's the other Guilty one? Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear. I mean, <clears> the <throat> king, let's just put it the way, sorry, the kings of the 2D animated sprite and polygon.
0: Yeah, and if you go and look at trailers for this, man, the, the animation is out of control. It looks really interesting. I can't wait to give it a shot. Uh, other things involving great animation mm-hmm. that I couldn't wait to give a shot, and then I did, and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game called Shredder's Revenge, mm-hmm. and you've played it.
1: I have played it, uh, and that's – I mean there's a Easter egg on this podcast if you listen at the beginning, which I don't think you heard because I made a mistake, uh, but our lords and uh, producers will fix it. Um, yeah, it's basically if you like the Konami arcade brawlers, then this is for you. This is it. It's a it love plays letter. very
0: much like a plays a lot like Turtles in Time.
1: You know what though? But the Turtle game, like, can we just say like there was a time in in gaming when the arcade brawler was basically owned by Konami? They could right. do no wrong. Like there was literally like the Konami arcade brawler was a thing, a genre of itself. And I think, like, I think you're right. I think Turtles in Time was uh, the pinnacle of that. I think it's the best. So one.
0: interestingly, interestingly too, uh, I'd say it plays like Turtles in Time, but I want to say it's actually it plays a lot more like Streets of Rage 4.
1: Uh, it has elements of that. You're talking about the it's super. It's got creators? that
0: combo system, the the juggling.
1: Yeah, and uh but it's what do you th- How do we how do we explain this? Um I mean everybody listening to this has probably already seen this and probably already has the game or whatever.
0: It's on uh, Game Pass. I mean, you should yeah. go play it. Go play it right now. Just pause. We'll go we'll, away. We'll <laughs>
1: Okay, you're back. So, yep. um, but no, it it starts off with a a, a quasi remake of the animated show with um faith no more with the Mike. song.
0: I was I was blown away a, that has the song in a it. A
1: version of the song. By the way, you know you know what's really crazy? Here's some trivia for you. Do you know who wrote that song? The no, you know, who,
0: the, who wrote that song? The,
1: okay, this is some this is some horrible trivia that nobody under the age of twelve should know. Chuck Lorre wrote that song.
0: Who?
1: Chuck Lorre. He's the producer of some of the most popular TV shows. Like he's the one who made Two and a Half Men. Really? Yeah, things like that. He's like he was the one who battled Charlie Sheen publicly when Charlie Sheen had his meltdown. He says winning, like on the last episode of Two and a Half Men, Chuck Lorre shows up as himself and kills Charlie Sheen's character. I see. Yeah, like literally, he shows up as himself to make fun of Charlie Sheen. He's the guy who wrote the turtle
0: song. Like Amazing. The lyrics.
1: Yeah, it's insane.
0: You Great know what sp- else is insane? Yeah this next game, or I should say, it's a kind of collection of games. It's the Capcom Fighting Collection. Now, this brings to mind the glory days of the PS2, and Capcom would make these things at the time. They'd take a bunch of their old games, package them together, sell them to you as a package, you could play them, it'd be great. And this one, this one's a winner. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, This, as long as the performance is good, because there have been some, uh, I think IGN put a few videos out where, for some reason, they didn't capture the quality of the gameplay very much. Uh, don't...
0: That's IG for you.
1: Yeah, you need like I think some of the Darkstalkers games were not captured correctly. Like no, no, these are very. How do you say it, man? Like these were the most beautiful games I had ever yeah, these seen. Are,
0: the animation is very fluid. It's super yeah. impressive looking. So this game has uh, this collection rather has three Darkstalkers games. Uh, the whole trilogy. It's got Red Earth, which nobody's played that one, but trust me, I have it. It's good. Uh, <laughs> it's got a Hyper Street Fighter 2, which. It really probably the only Street Fighter 2 you need at this point. Like it's got all the characters and all the variations. That's super awesome. And I think it also has Cyberbots, which again nobody's played that one. It's a mech-based fighting game. You, I mean,
1: the fans have probably played, uh, you know, main versions of it, but they probably have never sat down like it on with an arcade stick and played it like a legitimate copy of it.
0: Right. Absolutely. And that's definitely the way you want to play these games. And there is not a bad game in this bunch. So please look forward to that when it comes out. Finally. Finally. Uh, there was a show I watched. Uh, I want to say a month or two ago. Um, it was a Cuphead show. Have you well, seen that?
1: Yeah, we talked about it, the Netflix one, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, the Netflix one. And it's, yeah, people it's all like, right. it. like I haven't seen
1: it. Was... I haven't seen it yet, but people really seem to like it a lot. It,
0: it was funny because the reactions to be were like, "Oh, this is this is for kids." It's so yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, have you seen Cuphead?"
1: <laughs> well, it's so funny that a game based on the old like uh, the old you know 1930s. Uh, who, God, what was the animator not? Not Fleischer. Was it Fleischer? I might forget. Uh, what's up?
0: I said might have been.
1: Might have been, you know, but that hyper realistic but very like elongated animation style for, that we all kind of love, where none of the characters could sit still. I love right. Cuphead. I know you did. You did too, right? Yeah, game. I was a
0: very big fan of Cuphead, and we're talking about Cuphead not because yeah. of the show. We're talking about it because there is a expansion coming out. Finally. Cuphead: The Delicious Last Course. I can't even say DLC. <laughs> I'm going to say expansion yeah. because they have said that there is as much animation in the expansion as there is in the whole original game.
1: I love the fact that they're bragging like that's the bullet point. There's as much hey, animation. Uh,
0: you know, but if you've played Cuphead, you know what kind of is a bullet point.
1: It is like we talked about. Like we just went over the Turtles game. We went over the Capcom game. Like those are games that. Uh, with the art style, the distinctive hand-drawn art style was part of the charm. Like right. nothing against CG, nothing against polygons, nothing against like we just said, Arc system works. But you want to see the person's personality come through. You want to see the sprites. And Cuphead, I think, is the yeah. best example of that in modern gaming history. I do think so. And also so, the way.
0: best example of people freaking out because they are bad at video games.
1: Yeah, like if you're gonna play Cuphead, don't start playing, don't start streaming yourself until you've played it before.
0: Like, look, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Like, let's say that we live in medieval times, and you are a, you're a blacksmith, mm-hmm. and you have spent your whole life since you were a child learning to be a blacksmith. I think that when you're like in your mid 30s, you should be able to make a, you, you can make a sword.
1: You mean you should have some basic competency?
0: You should have some baseline degree of competency, and if you don't, perhaps that is a failing on your part, not in the game. My,
1: my favorite part of the Cuphead uh, saga when it came out originally was the, like. This is prior to Elden Ring. Can we just say that? Sure. Where, where people were reintroduced to the concept that a game was going to be difficult. Yes. And it doesn't. But the difficulty wasn't exclusive. Like it didn't mean you were staying out. It just meant it challenged you to get better. Yeah. And I think Cuphead was the first mainstream game that I saw. I don't count the Dark Souls games because let's be fair. And I think we've seen that blossom with Elden Ring becoming the phenomenon it is. Like it's okay for a game to be challenging. It's okay. That you're not perfect, and but it's not okay if you blame the game.
0: You've uh, you've beaten on the ring, right?
1: Uh, so so Cuphead.
0: It's uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, speaking of not blaming the game. Wasn't I? I'm not blaming the sh-
1: game. i I got to the last boss. I can't beat the damn whale thing
0: spoilers. Hey, so, spoiler. So no, 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 I... no,
1: there's no spoilers. You know, that's like saying that there were three Spider-Mans in the Spider-Man movie. there's no spoilers anymore, okay? I get it.
0: <laughs> I get it. Thank one last one last quick thing we'll talk about, not to spoil anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to discuss, that I didn't put on the list, I want to talk about it slightly cuz I've been using it. Uh there is a new and improved version of PlayStation Plus. You can get it right now.
1: Yeah, you talked about that. We always talk about Game Pass and I and it's become like a trope that people say, "Oh, you're you're, you know, you're pimping Game Pass," which is true cuz Game Pass was worth pimping. Yeah, like,
0: like, if, if I think something is worth your money, of course I'm gonna say so. And Game Pass is, and and here it comes, here it comes. Uh the new PlayStation Plus probably is too.
1: I have yet to see it. Yep. I don't I let's now, I, Okay, I, what you're thinking about,
0: yeah. I know I know where your brain went and I'm gonna address it first. It's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Uh yes, there are PS3 games yes you have to stream them mm-hmm. no nobody ever wanted streaming video games nobody ever thought that was a good idea it's never been good mm-hmm. can we um
1: well we didn't mention this before when we talked about the Microsoft stuff but the big halo sorry the big halo around things was that Microsoft was going to introduce a streaming stick and I think they showed off the technology um, you know for their game pass service they showed off the new Samsung TVs are going to have Xbox game Pass built in sure. so but but they're but Microsoft is doing it very different than Sony, because Sony's been there at the forefront since the very beginning of it.
0: Well, the, 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 the concerning thing about uh, Game Pass versus PS Plus is that there is nothing on Game Pass that you have to stream. Mm-hmm. If you want to stream it, the option is there, and from what I'm told, it's good as far as that goes, which means it's not actually very good, but it's passable. Um, with PS Plus, the new one, um, you are stuck in a situation where if you want to play the pretty vast catalog of PS3 games, and when I say vast, I mean there's hundreds. It's absurd. Like, anything you could ever want to play from the PS3 is available on the service. Mm-hmm. But you have to stream it. Yeah. And I, I can understand why they would do this. I, I think the process of, like, actually porting every single one of these games would be a... It's not reasonable. It'd be a nightmare. So instead, they wrote some kind of wrapper to let you stream the games while they're running on, the, on Sony's cloud somewhere. And... You know, it's fine. It well, it's know, not great.
1: Well, you know that was the um back in the old days of what was it called on live? You remember those yes. that fiasco? Do you remember Dave Perry, who used to be a big deal in the gaming world? No, don't. Per- You don't know Dave Perry?
0: And off the top of my head,
1: uh, Earthworm Jim.
0: Uh, that guy, yes, and that's worth mentioning Shiny? That's on epic That's on Epic Games no, Store now. He, if you want to play Earthworm Jim,
1: yeah, he he basically based he basically uh. Judged his entire career on making a service called Gaikai, I think it was,
0: which is is actually the service that uh, the streaming we use today runs on top of
1: of uh, of Sony's anyway. And that, yep, Sony's, uh, yeah. Whereas on Live faded away, Sony purchased it from Dave Perry. And by the way, Dave Perry is a damn legend in the gaming world. Like you have played as you have played as enjoyed his games. He did Cool Spot. You know he did uh, what was the other one? He did Aladdin on the Genesis. He did Earthworm Jim. He did so many things. Um, But then he sort of just went to streaming. And I guess this is the result of it. And you're telling me it's not as it's not as bad as it used to be?
0: I mean, it's it's not. I'm not going to say it's great. Um, there are obvious concerns. If you're playing like Red Dead Redemption, the first one was the first game I tried with it. And that's, eh, I mean, it, it's less of a pain than having to go dig out my PS3. But I, is it great? No. I've Would always, I rather be playing it lo- locally? Sure. What's I, that?
1: I've always felt like game streaming was kind of like the electric car. Like in theory, the idea is really good, but the infrastructure is not there.
0: Yeah, and it's just, and you know, one of the things I'm gonna have to try before I write my review that I'm by the way doing uh, is grabbing a LAN cable and mm-hmm. hooking my PS5 directly to my router. You know, you can do that. That's still a thing you can do.
1: I actually have, um, I actually have those adapters. I actually, did you know, um, you have a Switch OLED, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's some uh, controversy. It's a very small controversy because it's a very small, you know, subset. That you have to, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of streaming games that have come to the Switch, and they're all terrible. Can we just say that? They're all bad. Sure. Uh, what, was the, what was the one that you really hated? The Kingdom Hearts? And I know there
0: was control. Yes, oh my god, the yeah. version of Kingdom Hearts they all streamed bad. on the Switch is awful.
1: Uh, but you'll notice on the Switch OLED, they, they coupled the Ethernet cable into the Switch dock for the first time. Right. And there's been versions um, like there's iPhone. You there's previously had to KPS. buy a dongle. Yeah, I have a couple dongles. dongles. Um, what kind of Internet do you have? Do you have uh, you don't have giga Internet, do you? I do. You do. OK. Um, I just want to say if you're going to do streaming, if before you before you hate on it, though, I will say this. Try it land connected. It does fix a lot of the problems.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of it depends on the game, too. Like, Red Dead Redemption, nah, it was fine. Um, I played Black Knight Sword from Suda51, which Ooh. is this kind of side-scrolling, up sort of thing uh, with this interesting art style that he's known for, and that was fine. Um, I have no complaints about that particular game, so oh. I think a lot of it comes down to what you're going to try to play. I think, um, I haven't tried this yet, I feel pretty confident these older turn-based RPGs are going to be just fine.
1: By the way, thank you for mentioning Suda51, because we mentioned Hideo Kojima loving Top Gun Maverick. Um, he threw the strangest piece of trivia I've ever heard out. Apparently, did you know Hideo Kojima was inside a Suda Fifty One game? Um, which one? Uh, what was the one with the chainsaws and the lollipops? Uh, lollipop lolly-
0: chainsaw. Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I was like, That's the. One. I forget. Suda Fifty One's games are also descriptions. Um, he was he partnered with Suda Fifty One on a film, starring the kid who Miles Teller, who's in Maverick. I see. And so that was a throwback. And uh, Hideo Kojima played a ninja, uh, uh, some sort of Yakuza assassin?
0: Hey, speaking of being in the Yakuza, I think we might get our knees <laughs> broken if we don't actually finish talking about the new PS Plus, which That's I'm going to say. That's true. Um, which so- I'm going to say is worth your money because not only, not only are you getting all the streaming stuff that may or may not work great, uh, you are getting a pretty vast collection of games you can actually download and play, including – non-streaming, remastered versions of a bunch of cool old PS1 games. How do you like that?
1: Uh, you remember when PS1 games would play natively on PlayStation hardware, like PlayStation you, 2 and 3?
0: Yeah, and I also remember how often I'd scratch up my PS1 disk and it'd stop working, so I'll take this.
1: Well, like I said, um, Microsoft has been spending a lot of money on making Game Pass ubiquitous, and, and I think if you're going into PS Plus, whatever it's called, expecting that sort of fluidity out of the box, you're crazy, because... This is literally Sony playing catch-up.
0: Yeah, so. it, it's it's definitely not as good of a service, but it's got plenty of games, it's got plenty of stuff to do. If you have a PlayStation, and you don't already own a lot of these games, which unfortunately I have to admit for myself, I kind of do, but if yeah. you don't have a vast and extensive game library, worth a well, look. Um, uh, new PS Plus, correct. Yeah, it, PS- is it. Not, it is not what you would expect from Game Pass. Game Pass is this but, very clean, very slick experience, but... If you just want a whole bunch of games for one good price, new PS Plus is pretty solid.
1: Well, I, I was going to say, like the only PSA I would give, and this is this is unavoidable, and Sony doesn't seem to want to address it, and that's fine, is that you're not going to get the day one
0: big blockbusters from Sony. Yeah, they've explicitly said that that's not going to be the case. Yeah. Whereas with Game Pass, it absolutely is the case. You know, you're to play Halo Infinite day one it comes out, you are on there, you're playing it. <laughs> or you could it's be like, full game too.
1: Or you could be like Nintendo and get Nintendo's online, and you get like the occasional Earthbound or
0: obscure. Yeah, yeah. NES like game. If Nintendo's online, you can play like <laughs> Act Raiser two from the Super Nintendo once a month. Enjoy, maybe.
1: maybe. You'll get something. And by the way, yeah. Uh, worst problem in the world about Nintendo's thing is that you can't play them offline. Yep. Which is, I mean, weird. I, I
0: feel like that is becoming increasingly less of a concern. But
1: I mean, I mean, you want to play Shinobi Three in the car? You can't do it. So okay. So we're done with PS Plus. We're done with
0: talking about games. We can talk about numbers now. Okay. So this is gonna be talking... quick. This is gonna be yeah. It's so gonna be real fast because nothing's changed much. Um, yeah. People are still spending money. Uh, generally speaking, uh, spending has gone down. Well, That's reasonable. Inflation let, is nasty right now. Let me
1: get the preamble out of the way. We're talking about NPD. We're talking yep. about, uh, full disclosure, we have people who like this podcast who work at NPD. They're probably listening. Hello. Uh, this is for May 2022. Uh, we're talking, yes. and basically it's it's NPD remains pretty much the only snapshot. Uh, do not take these numbers as the holy grail because there's a lot more going on in the gaming industry than just NPD. Sorry. Uh, but but it's a good snapshot. You can kind of see where things are going and I think what we're seeing is the the pandemic is pretty much over and people are going outside and they're spending less on games.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, that's generally correct. Like, spending in general has been down. Um, otherwise, not much else to say about that. We can, however, discuss this big list of games. Uh, uh
1: yeah, there's only, two, there's only two outliers on the list, by About the
0: way. i to say, yeah, there's only two weird ones. In fact, we don't even really have to go over the whole thing, to tell you the truth. It's all the kind of stuff you'd expect. we got Skyrim on here. That's interesting, well, actually.
1: He, uh, yeah, but uh, our good buddy Matt Piscatello over at thing said this is the first time the game's appeared on the list in, what, five years? It's come back? Um, he's saying it's... Uh, be-
0: probably the release of the Steam Deck.
1: He says that, but I don't know, because that... That, I would like to see the variables of a, non, a, a non-publicly a available console having any effect, because I thought the Steam Deck could play Steam games. Why would people rebuy them?
0: Uh, so, you know, actually, I think his second assertion might be more accurate, which mm. would be uh, that it's people seeing Starfield, and they want to play something from Bethesda, and here you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then you'd think they'd already own Skyrim, so who knows? Yeah. Anyway unimportant completely irrelevant uh more relevant is the fact that there's really only one big name on here that's really going to get you going that i had made it anywhere exciting a little surprising um yeah i'm a little surprised too so you know you go up you got your mario you got your pokemon you got your animal crossing you got your horizon etc 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 but then you get to you get to number four number four is evil dead the game <laughs> that's surprising isn't that crazy
1: uh, I told you. I think the only. I think the, the reason this one got a little more traction because there have been Evil Dead games. There have been Evil Dead games with Bruce Campbell doing his shtick. I think the reason this charted so high, it's because people were anxious to see this stuff after the Doctor Strange movie came out. Because the Doctor Strange movie came out, made all the money. It was a Sam Raimi movie. He has not made a movie in ten years. Bruce Campbell played a pivotal role in many of the scenes. There was nothing else these people could do. There's no Doctor Strange game. There's nothing. The closest thing you can get would be Evil Dead the game.
0: Well, it's also pointed out that May didn't have a whole lot of big releases. There are definitely some games that I liked. Um, Salt and Sacrifice is one of my favorite games this year, and yeah, yeah, you're uh, a big everybody fan. should play that. But, it, is that... but um, generally speaking, nothing huge. Like, uh... I mean, you you really like Trek to Yomi. I think it's your big thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, Trek to Yomi. Oh, it's not on the list. What Lord to Lord? <laughs> but no. Um, I mean. It, it's just so fascinating to see Elden Ring become a phenomenon. So, I told you. Yeah, this. Elden
0: Ring is still sitting right up there. So top, your top 3 are Nintendo Switch Sports, your Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga and your Elden Ring and that hasn't really changed since last month.
1: But you know what though? I'm looking at this list. I'm just looking at this list. I'm looking at the top 10 and I'm going to read from 10. We usually do 20 to 1, but let's just read 10 to 1 real quick. You got Pokémon. All Pokemon. right, so 10 to 1. We got Yeah. yeah.
0: You can pronounce um, this. Pokemon Legends Arceus, number 9 is Gran Turismo, 7, 8 is Mario Kart 8, 7 is Call of Duty Vanguard, 6 is Kirby and the Forgotten Land, that's not surprising, uh, 5 is Sportsy Sports, it's, it's a sports game, MLB The Show 22, 4 is Evil Dead, as we mentioned, still kind of surprising, 3 is Switch Sports, 2 is LEGO Star Wars, 1 is Elden Ring.
1: There is so much diversity on this list. Like, if you look yep. at this, just look at the diversity of this thing. You know, you it's,
0: it's funny. People will tell me that we're in this terrible position for the industry, and yet yeah, look at this vast array of games you can play, many of which mm-hmm. you can get for cheap to free.
1: Yeah, but you also look at the, uh, for example, you. I mean, a lot of them are Nintendo games. Let's just be honest. Nintendo is, can we just say this real quick? This generation is Nintendo's generation, for better yes. or for worse. It's just, it, the, the game the over. The Switch
0: just did the thing, game, and there you go. Game over.
1: It's not even close. It's, it's a phenomenon. It's well-earned. But that's not all that's going on. <laughs> like... I'm sorry, but Elden Ring is not showing up on Switch. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> and if it does, I kind of want to see it. That but,
0: would be horrifying. But,
1: you know, it doesn't need it. It's got Switch Sports. But if this was the Wii generation, that's all you'd have. You would never have, like, a hardcore game on this list for the Switch. You'd only have that. Right. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a nice mix. A lot of Pokemon on this list, too, by the way. Just say that? A lot of Pokemon.
0: Quite a bit, yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, that's basically what we've got.
1: Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah, that's pretty much it for June... Interesting, interesting mix of stuff though. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, anything else? Should we wrap it? up? We kind of did the anything else up front.
0: Yeah, no, we did that at first. So I think it's all we got, actually.
1: Um, I was gonna say one thing. Uh, Movie's coming out this week. I'm only mentioning this. I'm only mentioning this uh, because there's a video game ad- attachment to it. So we talked about turtles, right? So, sure. Uh, movie coming out this week is Lightyear, the new Pixar movie about the origins of Buzz Lightyear. Have you seen the trailer for this?
0: Um, I've not.
1: Okay. I asked you before the show if you ever played, you ever watched Turtles, right? Yeah, back when I was a kid, yeah. So let me ask you, chronologically speaking, this is just a nerd question here. Uh, The the premise of Lightyear is that this is the movie that Andy watched as a little boy that made him want to buy a Buzz Lightyear toy. Okay. What's the problem with that premise, chronologically?
0: Um, Help me out here.
1: Okay. Don't worry, it's really obscure. Uh, There was no cool movie based on toys back in the day like this unless you count turtles they were so mostly they're mostly I shows mean, i guess the
0: movie ex- the movie existed and the toys were made based on a question mark
1: yeah so it's like we talked about turtles right we you you love the old show right you love the old show i love the old show did you see the turtle movie the jim henson one uh
0: the, the live action the jim one? henson one? oh yeah i when i was a kid yeah i don't remember much about it
1: well that was it, man. That was all we kind of had back then. There was just they didn't really cater. You would you couldn't see this wild wacky stuff in the theater. You had to see it on TV. You know, you had Turtles, you had Biker Mice from Mars, you had every little weird.
0: Biker weird, Mice from Mars. There we go.
1: They were just throwing things at the dartboard and just say let's just mix these two verbs together and nouns. But no, I was gonna say like I don't know if the movie Lightyear is gonna be any good or not. I don't know, but it's just so weird to me that we have, I don't know, retconning premises. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. I've yep. heard, I've heard mixed things, but you know, I wonder what Hideo Kojima would say about it if he'd see it. I five guess we'll times. F- I'm
0: sure we'll find out one of these days.
1: Isn't he making a new game for Xbox? He is.
0: We don't know anything about it. We know that he's making a game. That is all that we know.
1: Yep, and maybe you get to play some of it at some point.
0: Sounds hey, magic. that'd be very nice. I wouldn't complain.
1: Well, I think that's about it. I think we've covered the bases. So, anything, any final shots going out before we head out?
0: Nah, I think I'm pretty good. That basically covers everything. Uh, do we have a big month coming up? Let me take a look real quick about that. Um, I don't think the rest of the month is very exciting. There's Fire Emblem, like we talked about, which I'm looking forward to, certainly. <sighs> Sonic Origins, of course, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, Cuphead DLC, of course. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is exciting. I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, and then next month looks pretty quiet, too. I'll have to see how it goes.
1: Uh, calm Before the Storm. Like I said, normally, uh, this is when companies would Yeah, this is the slow stuff. season. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. I like it. I like this new this new model. I'm digging it. And with that, you have been listening to the State of Gaming podcast from popzara.com. This has been Nathan Evans, managing editor of Popzara, and that other voice over there that's much more educated and knows much more about Sonic than I do apparently is That's my cat. Is your cat? Your cat The cat's a special guest. A house cat. Did she throw up, though, or is she okay? She did not throw up. She was fine. Okay, she's okay. It's okay. (laughs) It's going to be okay. Emergency over. Mr. Corey Gallagher, Corey, thank you once again. Hey, thank you. For everything. And with that, we will see everybody on the next level. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to the PopZara Podcast. For more quality original content, check out popzara.com for the latest reviews and previews in gaming, movies, tech, and more.